In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You may be aware that yesterday the church celebrated the feast, the solemnity as a liturgical ranking of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, where our mother, the church, wants us to, or gives us the opportunity to contemplate God's infinite love and, and mercy towards us. And today, uh, another feast, not of the same rank, uh, of our, a feast of Our Lady called the, the Immaculate Heart. Yesterday's feast shows how God has his heart set on man. And today's feast demonstrates to us or shows, gives us a model of a heart set on God fully on God. And hopefully, considering Jesus' love for us would be a spur for us to reciprocate with complete and total love for God. And we ask, especially in this time of prayer, Our Lady to help us. To put our heart, our whole, to put our whole being on, on God alone, where we will find for sure the only place where we find complete joy and happiness. In his homily on the Feast of the Sacred Heart, St. Josemaria, he speaks about when we, when we, what do we mean when we say the heart of a person? And he's saying we're, we're not referring just to the person's sentiments, but to the whole person in his loving dealings with others. In order to help us understand divine things, Scripture uses the expression heart in its full human meaning as the summary, the source, expression, and ultimate basis of one's thoughts, words, and actions. And he says a man is worth what is what his heart is worth is sometimes said. But it, we see that the heart is not just the fleeing sentiments, emotions, or joy, or, or tears, but it's, it's, it's really our, the heart indicates our, our personality in the sense of our personality, what our, our, where our whole person is directed, our whole, our whole being, it directs our whole entire being. And what we consider worthwhile or where we what is the object of, of our love in the most core center of our being? It's a way of expressing what our Lord says, where your treasure is there, is, there is your heart. And it's the place, as St. Josemaria says, the place from which flow our, our thoughts, our words, our actions, directs us. But there's an interesting point that goes even a bit further about heart in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. 
I think what we were considering is it sets the stage for, for what we mean by what, we're gonna, what we want to pray about, purifying our heart, purifying our entire being. But in the section on prayer, it says, the Catechism tells us the heart is the dwelling place where I am, where I live. The heart is the, our hidden center beyond the grasp of our reason and of others. It's, it, it, our, our very self, this inner core being, is, is not fully revealed to ourselves. We don't know ourselves fully. Only the Spirit of God can fathom the human heart and know it fully. It is the place of truth where we choose life or death. It is the place of encounter because as image of God, we live in relation. It is a place of covenant. And it says prayer is a kind of covenant. This is what we hope to achieve, this speaking to our Lord now, as we are, on this feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we want to redirect, or at least my desire, Lord, is to, I'd like to redirect my entire life, my sentiments, but my, not only that, but my, the, the source of my thoughts and my deeds, my, my actions, my words would, would be directed towards you. That you would fill my, my heart. Another way to say immaculate is, is free from sin. I, sometimes I like to do this, to just Google the word, the definition, and see what it comes up with. And... Immaculate, about the third one down, says in Roman Catholic, free from sin, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, her Immaculate Conception. And it's, it's a very interesting definition because our Lord, our, sorry, our Lady's heart is free from sin, any trace of sin, any sin which is the turning away from God and turning towards creatures or turning towards oneself. And it makes sense that we would want to turn our hearts totally and without exception, immaculately, no trace of ourselves or things that draw us away from God, from our, our pride, our vanity, our self-assertion, our sensuality, which leads to a kind of joyless sterility in as much as, we, as, much as our heart, our core being is on only ourselves. And even just stepping back, what our faith tells us, what our Lord has told us in his own words, should help us to say, of course those things I don't want. Or of course I want to direct my whole life towards, towards God. I want to get rid of, of sin. Anything where my being is not directed towards him. Because our Lord himself, I mean, because I believe that God, that you are Lord, that as Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. There's really, there's nothing outside of that. What else is there? I am the way, the truth, and the life. I, I, to me, it's, a, it's, a, it's an absolutely declarative 
statement, obviously, grammatically, but it also, it says everything. There is where fulfillment and true joy lies. Fill our hearts with God. And that does bring a happiness and joy. In the scene of the visitation, when Mary, after she's told that she's to be the mother of God, you may know it very well, and she says, yes, fiat me secundum verbum tuum, be it done to me according to your word, and she conceives, and she becomes the mother of God. And when told of Elizabeth's pregnancy, she runs off to help her cousin. And that encounter between these two women, which is a grace, a very grace-filled moment, certainly Our Lady is full of grace, constantly growing, but Elizabeth herself, and when Mary arrives, she is filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. What we say in the Hail Mary. This cry to Our Lady, in our, and, and Mary responds after, after Elizabeth is able, to, she knows who Mary is, and she says, you're the mother of my Lord, in that grace-filled moment, being able with, the, with, with that assistance to be able to make that statement of, of, of faith, how is it the mother of my Lord comes to me? Mary also cries out, prays, that her soul magnifies the Lord and, and her spirit is rejoicing in God, her Savior. A heart filled with God is a heart filled with joy. Mary's heart is full of goodness because it is so pure. And we ask you, Mary, in this taking advantage again of this feast day of the church, or it's a liturgically a memorial, but the day of celebrating the immaculate heart of Mary, the most pure heart, the sinless heart of Mary, that she would help us to purify our hearts, to remove the contaminants, which is the first definition of purify, to cleanse, to clean our heart of sin. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Create a heart that keeps that help, that 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 is centered on you, so that I stay away from those things that that bring ultimately sadness and separation from you, lack of fulfillment, and I. I think it's worth considering and stopping, if you will, intellectually to realize that, that you know, sin, I mean, sin doesn't work. Um, turning from God doesn't, doesn't help us a, a, at all. And so it's worth this, this effort that we make with God's help, especially grace and Our Lady's intercession, to create a clean heart. And it's really God who has to do it. I mean, the spiritual purification, as one writer says, it doesn't happen you know, in a temple, meaning it's not exterior in the sense that we're here praying in, in front of our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, but it doesn't, it, it's not an exterior fulfillment to be purified 
as in some ritual, but it happens in the, precisely, he says, in the recesses of our heart where our Lord can freely enter in, that, in this space. And we're trying to invite him in. And we're trying to see more clearly where is it that I choose myself or I have I, those tendencies that I give into that I choose myself or I tend, have a tendency towards myself that I don't pull back on where I drift away from God. Those self-defeating tendencies. I mean, we all have the concupiscence, as it's called, the scar, the sequelae, in Latin, the vestiges of original sin. You have, to have concupiscence, the result of original sin, tendencies that are in us that can be overcome, but that are pretty well deep-seated. But I insist they can be overcome with grace, our, our desire to want to want to, and with God's help, that we can overcome those tendencies. But these tendencies that are self-defeating, the tendencies that, that lead us to sin, incline us to sin, which is the fomus peccati, the tendencies that fill our heart with ourselves are things other than God. we realize that yeah, typical kind of scenario that we, we have a lot to do or we have a specific task or work to carry out and we don't get moving on it. We, we don't really want to face it. We don't want to yeah, put the effort into it. But we, we realize if we stop to think this, it's going to get worse if I don't do this. We have tendencies of pride, every one of us. We compare ourselves with others. We have vanity of the self-centeredness. And sometimes if I think I'm better, then I begin to look down on people and I can lack charity and kindness and understanding. Or I think I'm worse and then I get down on myself and I get frustrated. I can find myself with you know, self-defeating tendencies of vanity and sensuality. How people see me are getting in dishonest readings, images, and those things usually cause, a, they always cause a kind of sadness afterwards. Lacks of charity, tendency, again, the, the, I, I'm in a kind of bad mood and I realize that I'm insisting on my point not, not out of wanting to be, I mean, only out of wanting to be right and out of stubbornness, not wanting to learn or really have a dialogue. That can happen. I don't sometimes want to understand or be kind and considerate to others. I realize that when I act badly towards people, I make things worse, the relationship worse. Or I want a lot of attention. And these things are to... Or to it's a, it's a kind of freely self-imposed separation from God. I mean, sin is, is not freedom. Sometimes we think it is. That, um, that it, it, it gives to a flourish, a, a, turning from God, somehow we assert ourselves. And that doesn't, it doesn't work. I mean, it is a, 
you know, to purify our, our hearts, to make them more God-centered is always for us a step towards true fulfillment and happiness. God is totally free. He is pure freedom. He is, he is goodness. He is pure action. And we have this freedom to cooperate with him, in building a, a world that is more godlike. But evil's the, there's a friend of mine that said, he puts it well, evil is, is the result of an incomplete world, which we are supposed to help to fix. And as part of this incompleteness is ourselves. A world without evil has all perfection. It's not lacking. There's nothing to do. We have been made to make the world a better place. And as this friend of mine writes, it's, a, it's something that, that is a, a task for us. And it begins, with our, it begins with our own heart. It begins inside of us. And to assert, if you will, to want to have a freedom that is unbounded to, to in, in no way is, is, again, as this friend writes, hell, hell is that place. Hell is a place that allows one to believe whatever they want, feel however they want about themselves or about anybody else, not to feel obliged to trust, to honor, to, or submit to anyone. That was, that was Satan's ploy that he, he made our first parents doubt God, not to trust him. It's in a pride and disobedience. So we have this, so we have this wounded human nature, which even has a, 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 a again, not totally corrupt, but, but wounded and makes us, we have inclinations in this direction with these self-defeating tendencies. And our changing begins in, the, begins in our heart, begins in the deepest place. But it, hopefully by, by considering these things, we can, we can, we can realize uh, that we can, with more, we can see, I want this with more determination. I want, I want this purification. I see it as good and I, and I, and I desire it. And I'm going to go after it with a greater determination. And I believe today's feast day is an occasion to think of these things, to renew that determination. To really want to get rid of the things that are obstacles for me to love God. Those things that need to be purified. To, to probably all of you have heard, to, to be able to examine our, our conscience, that is, examine our behavior and see it as God sees it. And try to see where is it that, that my actions and, and my, my decisions are governed more by me and my whims, my caprices, my, my self-defeating tendencies than by my love of God. And that's what I want to purify. But I can only do that with God's help. So we're here asking for it, looking for that help and strength, especially from Our Lady today. And it's an ongoing task. And it's one that, that, that as long as we live, we'll have, we'll have to renew the desire to carry out this task. But the more committed we are, if you will, the more we, 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 with the clarity of the Holy Spirit helping us, and in this inner center that only really God totally knows, He helps us, He moves us to see ourselves more as we are, will this, this conversion process be quicker and probably uh, less difficult? I was going to say less painful. It's 
I, at times it is. It's kind of a painful process. But it's, it, it also brings tremendous rewards even here and now. It brings that joy that Our Lady had, that joy that she could spread to others to bring to St. Elizabeth. And this incomplete world, it's got its evil and its difficulties, that we will, we will bring a completeness to it, uh, 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 an improvement, a betterment. We will bring goodness to the world through our actions, through a clean heart that other not, otherwise would not be there. And this is the, kind of the trust that God has given us. But we have to really hate what takes us away from God, which is sin. St. Josemaria would say that one, one evil to fear, one thing to, to, to hate is sin. Whatever turns my heart, my being, my, my true innermost desires away from God, and usually towards myself, always towards some creature comfort, some created thing. And I want to get rid of it. I remember many years ago, a fellow friend had gone, this is in the late 1980s, had just come back from Mexico, and he told what he, what he found to be an amusing anecdote when he was in a, in a meditation much like this one, in a place there, and apparently the, the pews were open like here, and, and, and it was with people who were men, who were older than you guys, probably middle age, and all of a sudden, the first row of guys during the meditation all stood up, the place was packed, they all stood up and started kind of grunting and shouting and stamping on the floor, and then all of a sudden, the second row got up and started, the next row got up and started kind of grunting and shouting and stamping on the floor, and then the third row got up, and they stopped, and they started doing the same, and then they stopped. And what had happened, a scorpion was in there. And the scorpion was running from pew to pew. And as each, and it went through, you know, each kind of pew, the guys saw it. They stood up. They started to try to uh, crush it with their foot. But it, it, he, he went through to three, three pews. And so this is kind of the, anyway, why do I, I thought it was kind of amusing. We, it doesn't happen here, thank goodness. But, but the, with the desire that they had to get rid of that scorpion, you know, I mean, it was, it was they saw it and they said, it's not good. We don't want it, and, and immediately re, immediate reaction, even in the middle of the meditation. Our Lady can help us in a gentle but firm way, have this kind of immediate reaction. And we see that sin is not freedom but evil, not good for us. God is goodness and pure freedom. And changing the world begins with, with our heart. A pure heart that's, that, that we get rid of the, the impurities of, of self-centeredness, of any kind of sin, it, not, it makes the world a better place in a lot because we can, we can be able to see and judge more correctly. We can understand people more readily and easily with a pure heart. And I do ask God for this, because I know that oh, quite often my actions and whatnot can be, can be very much tinted or slanted, bent, out of focus because of my, these tendencies. I can, I can treat others with a greater 
love of, of God and, and greater love, period, through this purification process. And I know at times I have not loved others with this and, 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 and see that kind of selfishness or turn from God and, and at least to say, Lord, I'm sorry. This is the beginning of purification. I reject those things. I want to get rid of them. Help me to purify my heart with the fire of your love. This is from the forge. Ask the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and your mother to make you know yourself and weep for those foul things which have passed through you and which, alas, have left dregs behind. At the same time, without wishing to stop considering all that, say to him, Jesus, this is the best part. Jesus, give me a love that will act like a purifying fire in which my miserable flesh, my heart, my soul, my body will be consumed, may be consumed and cleansed of all earthly wretchedness. When I have emptied, when I've been emptied of myself, fill me with your, yourself. May love always sustain me. Uh, paraphrasing of this point of St. Jose Maria. But asking, he was asking for that purification and so that he could bring that to others. And, and we, again, let's ask Our Lady's help. Uh, the, the prayer from the office that priests pray, the breviary is at the end is, Father, you've prepared the heart of Mary to be a fitting home for the Holy Spirit. By her prayers, may we become a more worthy temple of your glory. By her prayers and intercession, a more worthy temple of your glory, of a, a more worthy dwelling. And again, it means that we would have as much as possible corresponding to grace, an immaculate heart, a heart free as much as possible from sin so that we bring the joy of God's love to the people around us. We contribute to the betterment of the world, to this purification. Perhaps it will be said, um, today we have solemn exposition, a more elaborate exposition of Blessed Sacrament because we're in the octave of Corpus Christi, which we celebrated last Sunday. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.